You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. What's going on, everybody? This is BGN Radio, episode number 228. With me, as always, is Brandon Lee Gowden of Leading Green Nation. I am Jimmy Kemsky from phillyvoice.com. Uh, Brandon, uh, hopefully you don't have COVID. Uh, I, don't. I don't. I got tested on Wednesday. Uh, but a lot of Washington football team players uh, have COVID, uh, or at least are, in the, are on the COVID list. Uh, but before we get to all that, how are you, my friend? Well, I don't know, Jimmy. I'm uncertain <laughs> as we have a uh, uncertain future ahead of us professionally in terms of is this game actually going to be played between the football team and the Eagles on time at Sunday at 1 p.m. Currently, as we record this, I want to give people frame of reference here because this could easily become outdated. Ever changing is uh, is the word I'd go with with uh, uh, the the news and the uh, you know whatever on this situation. So yeah, my apologies. Continue on. That is the right word. Uh, Friday, December 17th at 2 p.m. is when I'm saying this right now. Uh, And I'm looking at Twitter here and I'm seeing, I don't know if you saw, Jimmy, that there is talk that the Browns-Raiders game, which is scheduled for for something, I believe, on Saturday, Mm -hmm. uh, might actually be moved to Monday or Tuesday. So I don't know if that's going to create a precedent for... Oh, it sure will. (laughs) Well, yeah. So we'll see about all that. But Nevertheless, uh, I guess we're going to talk about this all and preview it somehow. And before we get into it, I'll tell you really quickly about Righteous Felon Craft Turkey, which is the best place to go for the best snacks you can get. RighteousFelon.com. Discount code BGN15 for 15% off. If you have enough snacks for yourself, which is probably impossible, and you should go there anyway, then you probably don't have enough snacks for your dog, at least. And so you should go to WildNaturePet.com. And used the same discount code BGN15 for 15% off your order. Jimmy. Oh, Butters wants the Butters is out front and he wants to come back in. Hey, Butters Kristen the Roach of Roach Realtors. Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors. Hey. Jimmy yeah. is now All trying right. to get his cat well, indoors. You're, you're screwed, Butters. You're just going to have to hang out out there for a little while. Jimmy's <laughs> looking out his window at his cat who wants to come in and. <laughs> Can't because he's recording a podcast. That's right. Um, okay, well, let's start with uh, Jalen Hurts, which fi- which is kind of funny because it's like the secondary thing to look out for in this game coming up is whether the Eagles' starting quarterback is going to play or not. Um, takes a you know a far back uh, back seat uh, to everything going on with the Washington a subplot, team. if you will, subplot. Yes, uh, but he was a limited participant in the walkthrough they had on Wednesday. Limited participant in their first real practice on Thursday, and a full participant 
in their practice on Friday and they're full speed Friday. So um, he's going to play is <laughs> uh, is probably the, the quick way to put it. Um, I mean, it's not 100%, but he's a full participant in practice on a full practice day. It's good enough for me to assume that he is going to be, uh, you know, good to go when they play on Sunday or uh, Monday or Tuesday to be determined. Gardner Minshew did take some first team reps still on Friday, as noted by Nick Sirianni. So I think that's a little significant. And obviously, Jalen Hurts officially questionable on the injury report. Um, should Jalen Hurts play in this game, Jimmy? So if he's, you know, if he's healthy, yeah. If he's not 100%, um, and if he can't run the way that he normally does, then I think there's an argument that you play Gardner Minshew and you just let Jalen Hurts heal up fully and be ready for the Giants game next week and the rest of their games on the schedule. Uh, but if he's good to go, then play him. But I, I do imagine that against this heavily depleted Washington football team, there's going to be a lot of handing off <laughs> going on in this game, uh, no matter who the quarterback is. But what, what are your thoughts on uh, on who should start? I mean, if he was 100%, then he shouldn't be limited in practice and questionable on the injury report. Like, that's my thing. Like, And I feel like... The Washington team is so depleted to me. And I guess we can just get into that right now as it currently stands. But they have like 20-something players on their COVID list. Uh, they're potentially missing their top two starting quarterbacks. Taylor Heineke obviously went on the COVID list on Friday. And it's possible they'll be getting some of these players back because the NFL and NFLPA agreed to some new uh, return-to-play protocols where players now no longer need both two negative tests. They just need – wait, what are you playing? What is going on? <laughs> Kristen? Hello? You're on the podcast. Can you go let Butters in? He's out front. What? You're recording a podcast? Yeah, you're on the phone. Okay. And you're, can you let Butters is out, is out front asking to come back in? I, come on. All right. Thank you. There we go. Butters is inside. So for anyone, um, and just in case anyone thought I was uh, being a bad pet owner, Butters is safe and back inside now. So there you go. Everything's good. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I just think, why risk it? Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it look really bad and really foolish if Jalen Hurts gets hurt, like re-aggravates his injury or, you know, further injured or something in this, that'd be like a really bad look in a game that you shouldn't have needed him to play. And Gardner Minshew has clearly demonstrated, you know, enough competency to be able to beat a bad team at the very least. Uh, remember that one year the Jets, uh, under Rex Ryan played Mark Sanchez in I think like the third quarter of a preseason game after they had already taken out like their starting offensive line and then he got hurt and this is when he was their starter not like you know anything else and he got hurt <laughs> and like I mean that's it's not on that level but uh certainly uh I'm, I'm with you like I, I do agree that like if there's any potential of him re-aggravating the injury or making it worse then just let him rest but yeah but I think he's gonna play all right, we'll see on that. Um, but you know who potentially will not be playing <laughs> on the Eagles side in terms of their COVID issues. Obviously, Quez Watkins went on the list for them, and so did Jason Huntley on the practice squad. Watkins being more notable there as actually being on the roster. Well, he can play because they changed the rules on when guys can come back. Well, so I said that when you were talking oh, about. Oh, I'm sorry. Butters. My, 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 my apologies. <laughs> I don't know if I finished that. By the way, yeah. So I think that's actually where I get cut off. Is where yeah. So uh, as opposed to how it used to be, where you needed two tests two negative COVID tests, 24 hours apart, and need to be asymptomatic now. And this is for vaccinated players, obviously. This is like, you know, so 
for example, Kendall Fuller, who is unvaccinated reportedly, like he can't play in this game. He's still definitely out for 10 days. I, I don't, I'm pretty sure that didn't change. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it, it's possible, you know, Wes Watkins or some of these other vaccinated players of Washington can return if they test negative and are asymptomatic, uh, before Sunday's game. But, you know, the clock is ticking on that. It's Friday afternoon. So we'll see how that goes. Um, if Quez is out, that means they just only have four healthy receivers. And, currently on the roster and Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, who I'm guessing we're going to be seeing more of if Quez Watkins doesn't play, which how exciting. And then Greg Ward and JJ Ortega Whiteside. And I'm guessing they're going to call up like John Hightower from the practice squad or whatever. Um, but for Washington, Jimmy, uh, should I just read the list of the players? Well, before you do, we got, uh, we got news, more news? here. So uh, good thing we prefaced oh, our boy. podcast by saying it's uh, ever-changing, and uh, we already have an update mid-podcast. So Adam Schefter oh. tweets, and this isn't anything uh, you know new. I mean, I think we all kind of assumed this was going on, but it's confirmation that it was. Adam Schefter, Adam Schefter tweets, NFL and NFLPA discussing postponing multiple Week 15 games per source. As one source said, uh, quote the game the league is getting pressure to move games so it looks to me like it's only a matter of time before this game is postponed and my feeling is it's probably more likely that this game gets moved to Tuesday than Monday because what's one day going to do i mean not that two days is going to it's going to do a lot either well, yeah. but it looks it looks like it's only a matter of time before this thing gets moved well, what the hell happened to the league saying in the offseason that like, hey, we're not we're not going to be scheduling games if you you know if you mess up, then you're going to forfeit. And now we're you know we're facing like what is this? Like yeah. what is this garbage? They took like a hard stance on that, and now they're going to what kowtow to these owners who are complaining that oh we have too many positive tests. Well, like hey, maybe like figure your stuff out and don't have that happen. Like that was the whole gist of like the plan this year. Um, the other so, thing yeah, too, is so in, in Washington's case, Montez Sweat was their first case. And he got put on the COVID list on uh, December 8th. And he, of course, is unvaccinated, confirmed unvaccinated. You know, and even before the season began back in June, he was, you know, quoted as saying that he wasn't going to do anything about uh, treating COVID until he actually got COVID, said he wasn't a fan of the vaccine, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the Washington football team then had their their first defensive lineman case. Their first case overall was December 10th, so two days after Sweat's case. Their first defensive lineman case after Sweat was December 11th. And then they had at least one defensive lineman get added to the COVID list on each successive day for the next four days. So there's a new defensive line case every day on the 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th. Like they have a lot of defensive linemen on this. So I don't know if, you know, I don't know how molecules pass from one individual to another, but the fact remains was that an unvaccinated player was the first player uh, to be put on their COVID list. And the, the previous player to be put on their COVID list, you know, before him was in August. So like those are the facts. And the league was like adamant that they weren't going to, as you said, to kowtow to especially teams that had unvaccinated players that were going to be unavailable for games. So uh, if you're the Eagles, you got to look at the situation as complete BS if this yeah. game gets moved back because they are going to be disadvantaged in their and week why? 16 game uh, against the Giants, which is obviously another huge, uh, important game for them and, and their playoff chances. Um, 
through no fault of their own, this game's going to get moved. Not the weather, not anything like that. It's just mm -hmm. stupid idiots not getting vax, not getting vaccinated, and then you know all the and their I'm sure their protocols within that building suck because there are some teams that have done a really good job of negating the spread of COVID. The Eagles being one of them, and there are other teams that haven't. And I think yeah. that uh, the the that Washington will be thrown a major life preserver here if they if this game gets postponed. And you know what? Like, so I, I, I'm, I'm, it's fine if it's like fair to move the game back. Like, if there were if this were week four, for example, and both teams had their bye, I don't know, week ten. Okay, move the game to week ten. But we're yeah. already in week fifteen here. The league was adamant that they weren't going to extend the regular season beyond eighteen weeks. Like they weren't going to create a week to have all these makeup games and to move a game back just a couple of days really screws over a team like the Eagles and the and the Raiders for that matter. If that gets if that because you know they're they're playing the Browns, who the Browns had a had a major outbreak as well. It's just not fair to these teams that that did a good job of of not spreading this thing. Yeah, and I think Jeffrey Lurie uh, is an interesting figure in this conversation because, like, like <laughs> I mean, I would imagine he would want to stand up and have this game played because, of course. you know, uh, I hope that's the case. And I hope that if the league does come out and reschedule this, I would hope he kind of puts out a statement that is like, hey, we don't agree with this or whatever. You know what? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to just be like, you know, you know, like go along with it. You know, no, like, like you should be standing up for your team, uh, in this spot. It, it's crazy. I mean, I think there's an argument to be made that the NFL should probably, and maybe some of these other sport leagues, maybe should they just like shut down for like, you know, like entirely, mm -hmm. but it has to be all or nothing, right? You can't, I can't be like, I don't like this, I don't like, this postponement stuff or like either just play on through like you said you were going to or, you know, or forfeit or make someone forfeit. Like you said, you were going to make teams do that. That's the case. Like have that happen or then I don't know, just like shut down entirely. Cause yeah, why, 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 why should the Eagles be at a disadvantage? And I know mm -hmm. it would only be the Giants coming up, but like it does, still, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't factor into principle. the conversation. It's not, who I don't care if it's a bad team coming up. It doesn't, they just lost to that team like yeah. two weeks ago. It doesn't matter. It doesn't factor in like, okay, you should beat that team anyway. Yeah, fine. They should, I guess. But it also might affect them for the following week too, because then you're playing three sure. games in a span of yep. 11 or 12 games. Like it's, it's just Great no matter point. how you slice it, it's just not a fair situation to the Eagles if it gets postponed. I agree. Um, and they're going to the kick, play. they're going to kick Washington's ass no matter what anyway. If it gets postponed <laughs> Monday or Tuesday, what's the difference? They're not going to have all their players back. They're still going to be extremely depleted. What are we doing here? Speaking of those players, I'll read you the list that is currently, and you know, this is going to be adjusting. So some of these players might be going on. This list might be, you know, longer let's do, or shorter. Let's do this position by position, by the way, as opposed to the way you have them listed. Because I okay. think that, like, uh, you know, audibly, it's a easier way to sort of take it in. Well, I think we should start with the defensive ends because okay. that's a pretty – so, in, first of all, let's just mention that Chase Young will obviously not be playing in this game because he's on injured reserve. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just that. And then getting to the COVID aspect of it all, Montez Sweat, who, as you mentioned, kind of this all began with, uh, is on there. Now, he can be cleared in terms of, like, the 10 days, I believe, before Sunday because he is unvaccinated, but it seems like it's kind of up against the wire on that front. Um, then basically I believe their third defensive end behind sweat and, uh, Chase Young is typically James Smith Williams. Mm -hmm. So him, Casey, Casey Tuhill, who is their fourth defensive end and former Eagles legend and should be on the Eagles roster because they decided to keep 
also Jeffrey <laughs> instead, but that's a whole different thing. And then I guess their other is a practice squad guy, a practice uh, Will squad guy, but yeah, Bradley yeah. King. Yeah, yeah. So like their top four slash maybe top five defensive ends out. Um, staying along the defensive line, you have Jonathan Allen, who leads mm-hmm. the team in sacks and is obviously a really good player. He's on the COVID list. Uh, so is Tim Settle who and Matt Ioannidis, who are three of their other top four defensive tackles because Deron Payne will, you know, presumably be playing. He's not currently on a list. Right. Um, then staying with the defense, uh, Kendall Fuller, again, I, I saw he's unvaccinated. So he's like definitely out. He can't right. test out of it because of that 10 day he's window. A, he's on at least he, 10 days. Yeah. He leads the team in passes defense. He's, you know, a good cornerback for them. Uh, starting safety, Cam Curl. Cam who's Curl's kind good. Of a, yeah, underrated player. He's, he's on this list. Um, sticking with, uh, defense, but more of a special teams guy. David Mayo is their special teams tackles leader. He's on this list. So that unit could be impacted. Um, so it's mostly the defense in terms of, I think, where the most damage is here. Well, quarterback Although, is the biggest one, of course, because like Taylor, Taylor Heineke's out. You have, uh, their backup, uh, Kyle Allen is out. And then, of course, you know, they lost Ryan Fitzpatrick for the season with, uh, his hip injury. Yeah. And, so uh, they're on their fourth string starter. They, they signed Garrett Gilbert. I don't know if they did. Did they sign him yet? Did they that signed happen him to the officially? roster practice? Okay. So yeah, they signed Friday. him with a, a New England's practice squad. And mm-hmm. then they also have uh, Kyle Shermer, son of uh, our favorite uh, Eagles interim head coach, Eagles. Pat Shermer, yeah. and uh, and uh, uh, Tuamu. Jordan Tuamu? Jordan Tuamu, yeah. So He's Tuamu and uh, I don't know if, if I'm pronouncing that correctly or not. He and Shermer have zero career pass attempts. Uh, Garrett Gilbert started one game for the Cowboys last year. He lost that game. I think 17 to 22, if I recall correctly, against the Steelers. Um, threw a touchdown and interception. Wasn't horrible, if I recall correctly, in that game. But yeah. prior to that game, uh, he was he better than Danucci. Six career pass attempts. <laughs> so, like, he's been, and I think he got drafted in 2014 in the sixth round by the Rams. He's on his, now that, he, the, that Washington has signed him, he is now on his ninth uh, NFL team in eight years in the league. So um, they're, they got a lot of players out. <laughs> it's, uh, it's sort of what we're uh, getting. And then also like some of their best players were on the injured list too. Like Terry McLaurin had a concussion last, last week. Uh, he was on sounds the like he'll play. It sounds yeah. like he'll play. Um, who, who else? JD McKissick is on there yes. and he hasn't really been practicing this week. And he's like second on the team, I believe. In, or he's like, he's second on the team in receiving actually. Yeah. And he's third on the team in rushing. So he's a big part of their offense. And uh, who else were we missing from the injury? Curtis report? Samuel's out. Yes, he's yes, not going to yes, be playing. Yes, he's it. been banged up most of the year, but he mm-hmm. was supposed to, you know, have a big role for this team. And obviously, if McKissick can't play and Samuel can't play, those are two similar kind of like you know pass catching players um, who can also run the ball. And then on their O line, you have uh, Sam Cosme, who is their starting right tackle. He's he's out. Um, they're starting. I thought he's returning from IR. They Chase. activated his. Oh, window. they activated him. Okay, I was wondering if they're going to do that. Well, they activated his window. I don't know if he's going to be ready to play, but he okay. might be able to play. Uh, Chase Roulier, their starting center, out, uh, and then Tyler Larson has filled in for him. He got hurt last week, also on the COVID list too, by the way. So he's got a double whammy going against him. <laughs> if he can't go, then it'll be Keith Ismail, who also was on the COVID list but came back uh, this week. And then uh, at left tackle, they had Charles Lino, who. Um, Looked like he was going to be uh, okay. Uh, he was on the. He got. He left the game last week against the Cowboys. Did not return. Looks like he's going to be okay to play. But on the right side, Cornelius Lucas 
was filling in for Sam Cosme. And uh, he may be out as well, too, because he is also uh, on the COVID <laughs> list. So, like, it's ridiculous. Offensive line, brutal. Well, not as bad, but uh, not, not in good shape. Defensive line, brutal. Uh, quarterback position, of course, brutal. Uh, secondary, not in good shape at all. Even, like, as you mentioned, some of their linebackers and, and special teams contributors also, like, you know, really depleted. And the line for this game was originally, I think, what, like three and a half? And Opened at three and a half, according it, to our it friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. It went up to seven after, um, uh, you know, they had like a lot, like a, a, a large influx of players uh, on onto the COVID list. And then most recently, I didn't look at it, but they were saying during the Nick Sirianni press conference when we were waiting for Nick to talk, some of the other reporters said that it was up to uh, 12 and a half. Is that what you see now? Yeah, I'm, I'm checking it right now. It's at 11. I see it 11. 11, okay. Um, so yeah, maybe that came down a little bit with the idea that it, it might get postponed. Um, but yeah, the, the line's been all over the place, but the Eagles oh, are nice. obviously heavy favorites because, you know, so many of these guys are going to be out for Washington. This is, this, this is so, this is just a lot to <laughs> me. This is, we're not in a great, it just sucks. It sucks that we're here. Right. You know, like, yeah, I'd rather just have a normal just game. Let's like, yeah. It's depressing because it's not just about this game that we're trying to analyze, but like it's it's not like it's just a like it's a weird way to analyze it. And then obviously the state of the world as it relates to all this is like not you know feeling amazing. So it's just I don't know. I guess I'm struggling with this. I'm having a tough time. Uh, it's just hard to like we're analyzing, you know, because like usually we're talking about football and you're kind of taking yourself out of some of the real world stuff sometimes. But like I don't know. This is just too. This feels too weird. Yeah, we're, um, we're soon going to be heading into year three, or uh, you know, yeah. having been experienced th- through three full years soon of COVID, which is uh, crazy, frankly. So that's where we are. I, here we are. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, and more <laughs> fun news. Uh, I guess that's kind of our game preview. Because again, it's hard to like. How are we? T- how do you talk about these you matchups? Can't. Like people aren't playing, so like. I don't, to me, the mat, it's as simple as the Eagles should freaking, I don't care. It, it doesn't matter if they blow them out. That doesn't matter. There's no good reason, not a single one good reason the Eagles should lose this game. That's how simple it is to me. The Eagles should win this game. It, it, it can be by two points. It can be by 200 points. That, like, whatever. Find a way to win this game. And if you can't, then like, what are you doing? Yeah. I had written like a five matchups to watch thing on Wednesday morning when I woke up. And uh, by the time like Wednesday afternoon rolled around, it was totally like point useless. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, there's no there's no matchups to to really pinpoint in this game. Um, you got to make sure that Terry McLaurin doesn't hurt you. Uh, you got to make sure you stop Antonio Gibson. And then beyond that, you just got to absolutely smash this team. Obviously, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's that simple. I mean, like they're so banged up in the trenches, and the Eagles, in theory, are strong in the trenches that the trenches should you know drive the game home. Uh, Eagles are getting Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard back. I don't mm-hmm. think we noted that. So just pound the rock. Um, don't turn the ball over three times like you did or four times, like <laughs> against whatever the Giants. Against the Giants. Yeah. Uh, just like, you know, uh, be smart. Don't, don't find a way to lose this game somehow. Uh, I, I see people out there, by the way, like panicking about this. And I guess because being scarred by like, you know, Joe Webb of it all and everything. <laughs> yes. I just don't think that's similar. I like this is this Washington team. There's, they don't have anyone. How are they? How could the Eagles possibly lose to them? And 
I guess it's, it's possible because they disappointed us against the Giants, but the Giants weren't like depleted to this level. This is like unprecedented. The Giants had their starting quarterback. They were on their fourth string quarterback, like Washington is going to be. And I get, I know, I know people were burned by Joe Webb, but I don't know. I'll take my what year was that? Twenty ten, Joe Webb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they were on a nice winning streak at that time, and that was the year. Of course, they lost that close game to the Packers in the. Uh, at at the link, no less, and the Packers yep. won the Super Bowl that year, and uh, the Eagles mm-hmm. actually played the Packers tougher than I think any any other team. Uh, and we came down to year. the final play, kind of. Yep, yeah. Riley Cooper, uh, <laughs> Michael Vick threw. Uh, I think it was a first down pass actually to uh, Riley Cooper in that deep left corner of the end zone. I believe yep. it was picked off by Tremont Williams. Is that right? Probably. I think it was a little underthrown. Cooper probably could have done a better job of fighting for breaking it, it up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, or breaking and, it up. But anyway, yeah, the big play um, anyway. the, the big play in the uh in the in the Vikings game, the Joe Webb game, was uh, a sack fumble by Antoine Winfield of Vic. He blitzed and I think yes. did they return that for a touchdown too? Maybe. And Vic was like I think that's where he got really hurt too. Like his yes, quad got like messed right. up and then he just that's part of why the Eagles lost that game is he got banged up and he wasn't like able to play well at all. So Eagles fans will hope that this doesn't become the quote unquote, uh, the Garrett Gilbert game. Uh, if it does take place and Garrett Gilbert is their starting quarterback. So anyway, if I think we does. can probably take a break here and then we'll come back and we'll get to some mailbag questions. If unless, that you does any, happen. unless you have anything further about this uh, debacle of a game that we're about to cover. Well, I mean, if if that happens, like someone has to get like fired or something, like that's just unacceptable. Like that'd be that'd be such a pathetic loss. Oh, like, if they lost, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should be like automatically disqualified from the playoffs if they lose this game. Like yeah. it should just somehow happen. Like anyway, I mean, it probably would happen if that was the case. Like they probably wouldn't be able to make it. Um. Anyway, yeah, we'll get into the mailbag stuff uh, after this break. But before we go to break, I'll tell you very quickly, of course, about righteous felon craft jerky, which I told you about earlier in the show. I actually saw. Dan Klausner last night, Jimmy, from Righteous mm. Felon Graf Jerky. And he was telling me about how the company's doing. They're doing great and everything. A lot of, you know, people are loving it. People are loving Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. So you should love it too. You should get in on the action. As we record this podcast, we are only eight days away. Wow. That's sooner than I, I think I even really realized my thinking about it here uh, from Christmas and other holidays going on. So why not get perfect stocking stuffers by going to righteousselling.com and using discount code BGN15 for 15% off some high quality, the highest quality meat snacks and non-meat snacks they also have there that you can find in your life, righteousselling.com, discount code BGN15, 15% off, same discount code works at wildnaturepet.com for 15% off dog treats. Jimmy, back after this. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. 
Real Traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Back here on BGN Radio, and if I seem disoriented or <laughs> frazzled, Jimmy and listeners, it's because I am. And I just feel... I feel all out of sorts with that because we're recording this pod. I'm trying to check Twitter to see if this game is getting, you know, canceled or anything. Um, it just, so, it's, so, so is Nick Sirianni, by the way. So well, sure. Yeah. The Eagles have it tougher than me <laughs> or so, for the sake of something that people matter about, care about more. On Fridays, we have a chance to talk with him briefly after the regular um, press conference. And he kept checking his, like he, he was looking at his Apple Watch constantly mm-hmm. <laughs> as we were doing that because he was waiting for to hear some kind of word on whether this game was going to happen, I think. <laughs> I'm not a fan of it, Montez Sweat said Wednesday of the vaccine. I probably won't get vaccinated until I get more facts and that stuff. I'm not a fan of it at all. I haven't caught COVID yet, so I don't see me treating COVID until I actually get COVID. That's what Montez Sweat said about the vaccine back in the off season. Yeah, that wasn't Wednesday. That was in June. Yeah, as a reminder. So there we go. Um, really good stuff. Uh, Jimmy, let's get into the mailbag, maybe to get ourselves out of this a little bit, uh, out of the funk. First question comes from Mitt Olympic. By the way, this is on the Apple podcast uh, five review section, five stars, obviously, and left a rating. Uh, if you had to move one sports team, Eagles, Philly, Sixers, Flyers, out of Philly, who would it be? And then a follow-up. I will ask you after you give me that answer. So I purposely didn't look at any of the mailbag questions. You had them on the show sheet. I didn't look at them. I wanted to be surprised by them during the podcast. So wait, they, they moved to another city is what we're saying? Out of Philly, it says. Okay. So yeah, they moved to another city. The, by out of know. Philly, we're not, talking out like, of Philly. we're not talking like South Jersey or something like that because that would be welcomed. Like I'd move the Eagles here to South Jersey okay. because it'd be a shorter commute for me. Uh, but you still call them the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, of course. Because every you know every other team does that too. That does, Dallas isn't in Dallas; they're in true. 
every other NFC's team is not in the name of the, <laughs> the city. The that New they York play. Giants play in East Rutherford, New Jersey. So, yeah, like, that's stupid. Yeah, move the move, yeah move the Eagles on into uh, South Jersey here. I'll be perfectly happy with that. But if we're talking about like another yeah. city like, out of the market, let's say, yeah, uh, certainly the Eagles aren't going anywhere. Um, the Sixers are at least good ish uh, right now. The Flyers are not. Uh, I feel like the Flyers have. They're, they don't have as many fans as the rest of the other three teams, but their fans are certainly more hardcore than the other teams. Hmm. I think it's got to be the Phillies. <laughs> I was going to say the Phillies too. And I like, think it has to be the Phillies. They're not, they're they're not the, well run. So they're the losingest team in like all of sports, <laughs> like ever. Like they've lost more than any other team has lost. And uh, I don't know. Bring the A's back, baby. Let's get the A's back. Yeah, we get and, another uh, team in here just yeah. as quickly. So. Yeah, in fact, it might be an upgrade if the Phillies had to leave and we got someone else. I would actually like to see the A's come back <laughs> and the Phillies be in the city at the same time. That would be – I mean, I don't think Philadelphia can handle that. <laughs> Two different baseball teams in one town. That seems like a recipe for disaster. But I would like to see how it looks because, uh, I don't know, I'd be intrigued by that. Are they moving? Is there, is there, I think I saw something about that. Uh, they are. I think they are going to move. I think Vegas is one of the okay. potential places they might go to. Um, obviously, you know, the Raiders went from, you know, Oakland to – Vegas and the A's are in Oakland as well. Um, follow up, Jimmy. If you had to replace an entire organization with another organization in the league, who would you have come to Philly? I kind of just gave my pick in that situation, but that wouldn't be my situation if I'm, you know, replacing one team as a whole. Um, so this is a follow up question one, right? to the first. Yeah. Question. Okay. Um, like if you let's okay. say you know you get what it means, right? Like let's say you could like replace the Eagles with the Patriots. For oh, example. I see. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't replace any. I wouldn't replace any of them at all. Like if I well, had yeah, choice, but you but, have to in this situation, right? But if the Phillies are gone, who am I replacing them with? Mm, you know, I just don't know baseball well enough to know. Well, like, I kind of gave you the answer. The A's that makes sense. Yeah, they're, okay. They're, you know, they're rooted in Philly, and why not? Why not? Is bring Billy Bean still there? Uh, I think so. From and they won a bunch of championships in Philly too. I think they've won more championships than any other Philadelphia sports team, if I'm not mistaken. They had a fun uh, team back. They had a really good team back in the day when it was like Ricky Henderson, Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco. Uh, like their starting pitching was really good. Dave Stewart, a bunch of guys. This is probably when you were a little tyke. Uh, uh, what's his name? Rolly Fingers? Late, Fingers? No, he was way. He was like the 70s. Okay. This is like late 80s, early 90s. Mustache. Uh, that their teams were really good. Ricky Henderson especially was awesome when he played for the A's. So, yeah, sure. Bring the A's over. That's fine. We'll go with that. Okay. Um, if it had to be a football team, maybe the Ravens. Like, I think they're far enough away that that still counts. And I don't know. I kind of like the purple. And uh, <laughs> they seem like they have a good organization. Like, you know, in like place, like competency and everything. And a good head coach in Harbaugh. So maybe the Ravens, if I had to replace the Eagles with a team. Um, and I'm not going to be like the Patriots. Because, come on. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Costa Coast asked, and this is an old question in the iTunes reviews, but I wanted to ask it because I still think it's interesting. Okay. Would you take Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts right now if we were talking about play on the field? Okay, so we're not factoring in that we that the Eagles got a first and a third round pick for Carson Wentz because I'm still says, taking that over. I'm still taking that Carson. over Carson Wentz all day, every day. Yeah, but just, let's let's say you have to win a game on Sunday. Who's Who the better player? Carson Wentz is the better player. I don't think I don't think there's really that much of a debate there. Jimmy hates stealing hurts and he loves Carson Wentz. <laughs> we get it. All right, next question. Uh, Sumi Mason, uh, I the auto 
the last name autocorrected here to despite. I don't think that's what it was. So okay. bad job by me. Um, bad job by autocorrect. Who is the most obscure eagle who managed to stumble into success with another team? And their example is Vaughn Hebron okay. leaving the Eagles and winning two Super Bowls with the Broncos. Your pronunciation, uh, your pr- pronunciation of Hebron tells me Hebron. that you have no idea who he is because yeah, you're super no young. No idea who that is. <laughs> Von Hebron is his name. Hebron. He was a running back uh, back in the day. Uh, hmm, that's a good question. They've actually had a lot of luck in players going elsewhere and uh, not having a lot of success. But the two, you know, sort of obscure guys that come to mind immediately. Uh, are the corner is the corner for the Packers? I'm not talking about Rasul Douglas. Um, I was in. This is my answer. Chandon Sullivan. Chandon yeah. Sullivan, and then uh, the other super obscure guy is Godwin Igwebuike. Igwebuike, yeah. Who, who was, was a safety in the <laughs> Eagles? Yeah, he was like uh, uh, he was in camp for like a week or two. I don't know. Eh, he was on bit. the roster for, for I guess maybe throughout like. OTAs and minicamp, but he didn't last Fun long. Fun fact, Jimmy, he picked off Clayton Thorson, his uh, fellow <laughs> – yeah. uh, where they, where'd they go to? What's the school they went to? Well, Clayton uh, Thorson was Northwestern. Yeah, okay. They both went to Northwestern. Godwin also went to Northwestern? Yeah, and Godwin okay. picked him off on the final day of OTAs that year. I remember that. And I know he had a long run for a touchdown this year with the Lions. I don't know what else he's done there for them this year, but it's funny that he's getting – that he switched positions – it seems like it was the right move, and he's now playing well. But there are like plenty of examples of guy and another like position switch guys, uh, Villanueva, of course, who the Eagles tried to make uh, a three four de under <laughs> Chip, and then uh, the Steelers correctly identified no, that guy's an offensive tackle, and he became a long term offensive tackle in the league. But I don't think that one. I don't think that's what they're referring to when they say obscure. Yeah. So by obscure, I'm going with Godwin, and I'm going with. Uh, Shannon Sullivan. Shannon Sullivan was my real answer because he actually he actually did some good things with the Eagles, I thought, for you know being mm-hmm. like a really backup player. And sure. I was kind of surprised when they cut him because I'm like – because it came at a weird time. I think they cut him to like make room for more UDFA signings. But I was like, that kind of feels weird because he hasn't been bad. Like, it feels like he deserves at least another camp to kind of show what he can do. Um, and sure enough, he's been like a good slot corner basically for the Packers. So uh, I think that's a good one. I think he fits in obscure. One of the more like obscure uh, things that happened for a little bit, remember – uh, kind of along the lines of Villanueva, which is what made me think of this. Remember Brian Mahalik, who was like a sure. seventh round pick at a Boston college by the Eagles. So after he was on the Eagles as a three, four defensive end and didn't work out, he was like incredibly athletic for his position. Like he tested really well, but obviously just stunk. He mm-hmm. couldn't play at least on defense. Uh, I think the Lions and the Giants both had him on their roster as an offensive tackle after that. So they tried that with him. And uh, it didn't work out. I think he played some with the Lions, though. Like, he actually got into – Yeah, he actually started a few games for them. Yeah, but, you know, he wasn't, like, anything good, obviously. Right, he's not in the league anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So this is – here's some real deep-cut questions we've got here. So that's good (laughs) for the people who – the diehards. Uh, Now, I came up with some questions, Jimmy. Okay. Uh, If you had to become a fan 
of a team from the New York market and actually pay attention to them. So you can't pick like a team and be like, well, I'm just not going to pick. No, you have yeah, to yeah, like, yeah. you don't necessarily, you know, uh, live and die with them. But you have to like, you have to be a fan. You have to watch some of the games. You have to follow along with the news to some extent. You have to be like a legitimate fan. You have to own like a baseball cap or a jersey of this team. Like, okay. You, know, you have to be a legitimate fan, um, not just like pass as a fan. Uh, which would you pick? Okay, so uh, you wrote the them down here too. You have the Knicks, Nets, Yankees, Giants, Jets, Mets, Rangers, mm-hmm. Islanders, and Devils. Yeah, we're talking about the big four sports. Yeah, so Knicks, hell no. Nets, no. Yankees, God no. I think they ruin baseball. Uh, <laughs> Giants, no. Jets, put them mm. aside for put them aside for a minute. Uh, Mets, God no. Rangers, no. Islanders, maybe. Ooh. Because they're not like, they're out in Long Island. So they're kind of like in their own, they're not really New York. (laughs) They're like, if if you're, they're like kind of off on doing their own thing on on Long Island. And then the Devils, I might pick them. They're still in New Mm. Jersey, right? Yes. See, on theory, I live in New Jersey. So I might go, okay, well, I live in New Jersey. I can get behind them being called the New mm. Jersey Devils, but I hated Martin Brodeur so much yeah. that, no, I just can't do it. So <laughs> I think for me, process of elimination, it would be the Jets. I don't have, I don't have anything J- against the Jets. E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I went to a Jets game one time, Jimmy, with my dad. He got okay. like these season tickets, uh, like an offer, like, hey, come and maybe buy season tickets. We'll give you like a little trial. You get to pick a game uh, to go to. And I saw the Jets play the Texans. And it was actually an incredible comeback for Houston. Now, okay. we left the game early because the Jets, I think, were getting <laughs> – no, an incredible comeback for the Jets. Oh, okay, um, it was, gotcha. Yeah, it was against Houston. But it was really fun. Um, Should have stayed. Went had to, went because, like, the Jets were getting blown out. And we wanted to get home early. And the Eagles were playing that night against the Giants, I believe. Uh, and I wanted you know, make sure we caught that game in time and everything. Uh, So – I went there. It was fun to kind of be in the sea of Jets fans. And I was like, yeah, this isn't, this doesn't feel like terrible. You know, if I was like at a Patriots game or something or whatever, or even like a Steelers game and that was happening, like I would be like, uh, like I just don't love this feeling. Um, but there's something about the, I mean, Hey, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And, you know, I'm pretty sure Jets fans don't like Giants fans. So not something Eagles fans and Jets fans have in common. Um, so there's that. Uh, I would pick the Yankees Ugh. because. And I get that response. (laughs) I think it's a little different for me because, you know, I grew up in New Jersey for a little bit, uh, for a time. And I grew up near the Trenton Thunder, who, which are the Yankees, at least at the time, was the Yankees double A affiliate. Yeah. So we'd see some of the Yankees players down there, like Bernie Williams, I think was down there. Um, Jeter was down there at one point. Um, and before I kind of got like really hardcore into sports, I remember like having some Yankees apparel, like my grandfather liked them. Um, I'm not a Yankees fan for the record, but like, there's something about them that I just like. It, I I get why people hate them and they are hateable, but at the same time, they've just won so much that it kind of just becomes like whatever. It's like meaningless when they win, so it's not that bad. It's not like it's not devastating that they won again. It's just like whatever to me. Um, <laughs> it's like I don't care. Like it's okay now. It's 28 rings and 20, or their next one would be they're at what like 27, whatever. Um, so. Whatever. I don't, I don't hate the Yankees as much as I, I really don't like the Knicks or the Nets or the Giants. I'm fine with the Jets, but they're just so bad. I just, I don't know, kind of indifferent about them. Definitely don't like the Mets. Definitely don't like the Rangers. Islanders, I don't like. And then Devils, um, can't do it. 
So, so there uh, we go. Me, uh, uh, my, my buddy Kevin, and my friend Tim went to a Trenton Thunder game one time, and oh, yeah. uh, their mascot's name is Boomer. And yeah, he's, okay, Boomer. So he, Boomer, uh, was walking up our row. And uh, we're like, oh, God, this guy, this thing's going to mess with his arm, isn't he? So he, <laughs> Boomer has got this goofy, you know, this big, goofy outfit, like lightning bolts all over and stuff like that. He sits behind my friend Tim and he puts his feet up on Tim's head. Like these, mm. <laughs> these, gro- the, like these gross, you know, mascot feet that have been walking around dirty ass stadium all night. He put them up on my friend Tim's head and he like... You, Rightfully, didn't you know, took took umbrage at you know this mascot putting his feet up on his head. He said, "Get off me!" So, <laughs> so the uh, the mascot you know took his feet off. Then he put him back up again, and like my friend Tim, like you know, turned really wheeled back around. No, get off! And then <laughs> Boomer does it again. And uh, Tim like gets up and he's, he's just, like screaming at Boomer, knock it the f off! He's screaming at Boomer. Now Boomer's like standing up and he's like miming, like he's like boxing with my friend Tim. <laughs> 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 Me and my friend Kevin are like crying, laughing, watching this whole thing. And uh, I mean, this is like twenty, at least twenty years ago, and we still make fun of my friend Tim to this day for getting extremely like I've never seen him get as mad as he did as at this mascot. mascot for putting his feet up on his head. Boomer's funny. I like Boomer, <laughs> at least as a kid growing up. He was, he was good. Oh, so you know he who I'm talking about everyone. then. Yeah. He'd mess with everyone. He'd have like a water gun. He'd like squirt people. Yeah. The Trenton Thunder also had a really cool uh, bat dog. I don't know if they still do that, but ah, named Chase, okay. I believe. Yeah. It was always awesome. Like they did it for the first couple innings, you know, like where the, the dog would go out and get the bat after, yeah. you know, the player. That's great. Oh, that's fun. I like that. Sure. Uh, shout out to the Trenton Thunder. I think our good friend, uh, Mark Magowin, uh, you know, who produces mm-hmm. for or used to produce for ESPN or I, I forget what he's doing. He's doing like everything, but, uh, he used, to, I believe he used to work for the Trenton Thunder. So shout out to Mark. Um, I don't even know if he's listening. Uh, <clears throat> next question, Jimmy. Okay. What's one thing you think could be different about the Eagles coming out of the bye? Yeah, I uh, wondered about that. Somebody asked me that in, the, in my chat on on Wednesday, and I didn't have a great answer for him. But uh, it's a good question, and I don't think anything's going to be all that different. <laughs> I think you have to pick something. What's going right. to be different? Uh, a player get more playing time. I'll go out on a limb here, and I'll say that they finally come to their senses, and mm. Jalen Rager's snap count is down substantially. After Quez Watkins is back, you're saying? Well, Quez might be back in time anyway, but okay, yeah, but, but yeah, assuming so, he's back, right? When he is back, yeah, I think that's that caveat should probably be in there because he's not going to lose substantial snaps to Jay Jaw or Greg Ward. But yeah, I think his snap counts are going to be down significantly whenever the Eagles have their full, you know, their 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 full group at wide receiver. Do you think he's their starting uh, punt returner? Slash kick returner? Uh, maybe punt returner, but I think he's probably done as the kick returner because you're not benefiting from him as a kick returner anyway. Like he's not like there's in theory, he could pop a big return on a punt where there's no way in hell it's going to happen with Greg Ward. And he's done at least a, a decent enough job fielding punts. Uh, mm-hmm. he, had a, he did a bad job fielding a kickoff, of course, against the Jets. Um, 
but there's nothing there's not much to be gained on the on kickoffs so just put a guy back there is not going to screw it up and that's boston scott so as we're recording this adam schefter wft at philly could now be played tuesday per source of course so <laughs> this is so stupid um anyway as we keep rolling along <laughs> Uh, to what extent do you agree slash disagree with the John Stolness column title this week? John wrote a good piece for BGN. Okay. The Eagles learning about Jalen Hurts is more important than making the playoffs. The Eagles learning about Jalen Hurts is more important than making the playoffs. Okay. So we're playing the game and I didn't read the article. Uh, full disclosure. So we're playing the, I didn't read the article. I'm only going to comment on the headline on Twitter game. Is that what I'm doing here? Huh? <laughs> I lost track of what you're saying. So you got a Slack message about the game. All right, so I'm going to read it again. Where the headline is: The Eagles learning about Jalen Hurts is more yes. important than making the playoffs. I'm commenting just on the headline, as if like like Twitter, like oh, no, on no, Twitter the, do. the premise. Okay. The premise. Well, I didn't read the like article. That idea. So. Yeah, I that read, idea. I didn't, I didn't read the article, so I'm going to pretend I'm like a Twitter commenter who hasn't read the article, but is going to comment okay. on just the headline. Yes. Okay. There you go. All right. So. He was learning about Jalen Hurts is more important than making the playoffs. Uh, okay, so I sort of agree with the premise, but in my view, I've already kind of learned everything I need to learn about Jalen Hurts, and uh, I uh, like I would personally, if I'm the Eagles, I'm probably you know moving forward and going after a long term option during the offseason, whether that's Russell Wilson or whoever via you know veteran trade or picking somebody in the draft, um, whatever. Um, but uh, I guess what's probably in the article is something to the effect of Gardner Minshew gives you a better chance to win right now, like the last three, four games of the season, four games of the season, um, than Jalen Hurts does. Uh, but playing Jalen Hurts is more important to the long-term um, you know, decision-making process of the team kind of get on board with that i think the the argument that ben solak has made which is you, if you pull jalen hurts in favor of a short weak-armed unathletic you know but gets the most out of his out of the limited skills he has uh if you pull jalen hurts in favor of that guy then basically you're telling the rest of the league that he doesn't have any value so i think you have to keep playing jalen hurts to keep his value up in the event that you do include him in some sort of trade, but uh, I can't get totally on board with the idea that the playoffs are, and I'm not saying that, that John said that the playoffs are meaningless or anything like that. Uh, I think, you know, going after the playoffs and getting in and getting to see a playoff game also kind of has its level of fun for the season. So um, I'm not saying that they should start Gardner Minshew over Jalen Hurts, but I will push back a little bit on the idea that uh, the playoffs don't, you know, aren't something to, you know, root for or whatever. Um, I mean, I think the, so I was a little flex here. I was on the WIP morning show this week and they kind of asked about like, you know, what the priority should be or whatever. And I'm like, obviously the team shouldn't be like maximizing winning every single term in terms of like, hey, could they sign a receipt like, you know, this player, some veteran player out there on the market who might be better than what they have right now. And like that helps them potentially win the short term, but doesn't help them at all in the long term. Like obviously they shouldn't be doing that. But um, I think these things aren't mutually exclusive. And I know you're looking at your phone there and I saw it too, that <laughs> apparently um, 
uh, Albert Breer is saying that Washington has been told that the Washington football team will play the Eagles at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, which of is course. fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, it's so fucking stupid. I'm so pissed that this is so dumb. Like, why? Why should this game be moved? For Like, like Jeffrey Larry agreeing to this, if he's if that's the case, like, that is so weak, man. That is so freaking weak. This league said that you have to forfeit if we're not going to move games. You're going to have to forfeit. Then why aren't you forfeiting? Like, why are the Eagles being – and why are the Eagles okay with – I mean, I, I can't imagine they're thrilled with this, to be clear. But, like, they shouldn't be accepting this. They should be like, no, we're not accepting this. Washington, you either freaking show up on Sunday or you're forfeiting the game. That's how it should work. That is the standard. Or the league takes a break as a whole. Whatever. But, like, this is so stupid. I can't believe this is happening. This is so stupid. Um, it is It is bullshit. I agree. Who 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 said that? Albert Breer. Mm. What an episode. <laughs> Every, that's all this is a fucking, it's such a stu, it's so stupid. It's, it's a giant mess. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> next question. Uh, where do you stand <laughs> on Micah Parsons versus Devontae Smith to me? I kind of gave my take on this on NFC's mixtape, but I wanted to get yours on this because I haven't really seen you talk about this at all. Yeah, I actually have in a, in, in an article somewhere, um, well, mailbag or something, but that's okay. Um, uh, so, should they have drafted Micah Parsons instead of what they did, which was trade up for Devontae Smith? No. Like who, first of all, if anyone's saying that, you definitely didn't say that at the time of the draft. Nobody was saying that around the time of the draft that the Eagles should draft Micah Parsons instead of Devontae Smith or whoever else. Nobody. So you can't now say they should have done that. Um, to begin, Devontae Smith is by far and away the Eagles' best receiver already. Uh, he is, I believe, third in the NFL among rookies in receiving behind, you know, just the two guys that were drafted ahead of them in uh, Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddell. Um, had the Eagles drafted Micah Parsons, is he even having the same level of success with the Eagles as he is in Dallas? Would they have him play in that stupid Sam position spot? And would he be, you know, certainly he'd be making <laughs> plays. Avery. Be, certainly he'd be making plays because he's good. Like he's obviously an awesome player. And he would find a way to make plays, I'm sure, but they wouldn't have him rushing the passer as much as Dallas has uh, so far this year, in in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you look at what the Eagles did in the 2021 draft and, um, you know, as our listeners who have listened to us long enough know, we are extremely hard on Howie Roseman at times, but I think what he did when he moved from six to 12, picking up the Dolphins uh, first round pick in the process and then moving up from reading the, and then reading the, the draft and uh, moving up ahead of the Giants from 12 to 10 and selecting Devonte Smith. Basically they got Devonte Smith and a first round pick um, in, in the draft this year. I think it was kind of masterful what he did there, despite, you know, what our feelings are about his general, general managing, <laughs> you know, in general. Um, so yeah, I, I think that uh, any, quibbling about that like i get it parsons is so good and there's a chance that i mean forget like defensive rookie of the year he's in line to maybe be defensive player of the year uh, uh this year so i'm um, obviously a great player but nobody was saying that they should draft that guy ahead of Devonte smith and i think what they got in Devonte smith is exactly what you know they could have hoped for so far in his rookie season, and I think Devonte Smith has a bright future ahead. So I think that if you're 
you know, this is not Justin Jefferson versus Jalen Rager. This is not Jay Jaw versus DK Metcalf. It's not even close. Obviously, it's not. But um, yeah, I think what they did in drafting Devontae Smith is totally fine. Uh, I agree with a lot of that. I think the premise or the the way to sum it up is like, and the Cowboys fans have even said this at Blogging the Boys, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And I think the Cowboys got lucky with Micah Parsons in terms of like there was no way to project him having this much success. I know some Penn State people were like, well, I remember some talk before the draft about him being used as a pass rusher, but that was never like, I feel like no one was ever like, move him full time to pass rusher and he'll be one of the best in the NFL. I feel like people talked about that as something that like he could do, mm-hmm. like, like one of the roles he could play, like, like, oh, he can be a linebacker and he can rush the passer sometimes. Um, and I guess that's somewhat of what he's doing with Dallas, but still, um, no, I, you know who I, messed I, that I, up badly? Who? Penn State. We are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or we are not. Um, the last thing I would say about, <clears throat> that is that uh, I think Devontae, or or not last thing, but one of the things I'll say about that is Devontae Smith, I truly believe would be having a killer season if they would target him more, which they don't, which is, makes no sense to me. Um, so there's that. Uh, last thing, real quick, where would you like to see Doug end up, Doug Peterson? Anywhere. Uh, I think uh, any team. Yeah, but give me a team. Doug Peterson, uh, with Doug Peterson as a head coach in the NFL would be fun. And, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him in Jacksonville, give him a chance mm-hmm. to work with uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, see what he can get out of him. Obviously, a lot of the Jaguar, the Jaguar success is going to hinge on whether Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback eventually or not. What are the other openings that could, that there could be? Maybe I guess there would be the Bears. I want to see him go to the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Obviously, they're going to be looking for head coach too. Yeah, they'd be fine. I think Doug in the AFC – would be sort of a, a fun thing yeah. to cover externally, you know, just kind of watch externally. Um, so Oakland or Jacksonville would be, yeah, would be my top two choices as well. There'd be no reason to me to not be rooting for Doug, like in the Raiders, if he went to the Raiders. And um, I don't think Jacksonville is like some like horribly run organization from an uh, owner's perspective. Uh, I mean, like it's, uh, here's, here's what I'll, here's what I mean by that. They're not like, terrible people they're not like washington for example (laughs) like so it's not like there'd be they'd be um uh it's not like you'd be like no doug don't go there what jacksonville has done is made horrendous hires one after the next after the next after the next and that has really set their franchise back but i think doug would actually be a decent fit there he would love it by the way like they have three reporters oh, yeah. as opposed to the 40 that he has to, that, that he had to talk to uh, in Philly back in the day. I think he's living in Florida too right now. So, you know, wouldn't okay. have to move too far. Um, all right. That's all the questions we had. Some of which were from me and <laughs> we'll take a break here, Jimmy, uh, to hear about Kristen Roach from Roach Realtors. Um, and then I'll be we'll quick because we both probably have to write yeah. about this uh, yep. know, schedule change. Uh, so but yes, stupid. Kristen Roach, so Roach Realtors. If you're looking to buy or sell your home, uh, call her or text her 856-906-9295. Again, 856-906-9295. Brandon? Back after this. Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors, Roach Realtors, Roach Realtors. Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors. She's the greatest. 
Back here on BGN Radio. Let's get to our NFL picks against the spread, Jimmy. Um, you are eight and five straight up. I'm nine and four straight up with our Eagles picks. And then you are 32 and 37 against the spread. I am 36 and 33 against the spread. So I have the edge on you, but there's still time to make up the difference. All right. So we're going to quickly touch on one, two, three, four, five, six games this week. Um, starting with the Patriots at the mm-hmm. Colts. The Colts are two and a half point favorites. This game is obviously significant from the Eagles from the standpoint of Carson Wentz will likely cross the 75% threshold, which he honestly might not need to do because Colts, as it currently stands, are yeah. set to make the playoffs. Right. I think they're going to make the playoffs and that he's already over 70 and the Colts making the playoffs confirms the Eagles will get that pick. But to have that kind of double fail safe or whatever you want to call it, um, that will probably happen this week. So I'm actually going to take the Colts in this game because I feel like this is going to be the, the Patriots have been rolling. I get that. But it feels like they're probably due for a loss at some point. And it's in Indy. And I feel like this is going to be an annoying situation for the Eagles where it's like, oh, Carson Wentz, he beat the Patriots. They were rolling <laughs> along and he beat them. That's so right. I'll take the Colts. What about yeah, you? And uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor will go off for like 300 rushing yards. And again, Carson Wentz is back, baby. <laughs> anyway, uh, Patriots, the hottest team in the NFL right now. Uh, seven straight wins, combined score of 225 to 73. So they are absolutely rolling right now. I'm going to ride them until they're not. So give me the, uh, oh, and I get two and a half points too. Sure. I'll take them. Uh, Jets at the Dolphins. The Dolphins just keep winning and that's bad news for the Eagles. I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> yeah. not going to be a top 10 pick. The Jets Six are in a row for sitting. them, right? We're both take yeah. And we're both, they were one in seven and now they're potentially going to be 500. If they win <laughs> and beat the Jets, which I think they will, the Jets are hopeless, especially with Zach Wilson back there. Um, I take Dolphins nine and a half. What about you? Yeah, I'll take the Dolphins. I'll lay the nine and a half. Jets got nothing. Okay. So both going with the Dolphins as I write this down. And then Cow- same thing, Cow- like Cowboys. Do we need to analyze this? It's the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. They're playing the Giants who are terrible. 11 a big number though. Yeah, but like. Have you seen the Giants? And it's Mike Lennon. Ooh. Yeah, I'll lay the 11. I'll take the Cowboys. I the Giants are dealing with like some COVID issues too as well. Not as bad as other teams, obviously, but mm-hmm. like, they're still missing some people. So, uh, And what do you point to? The, the, the one thing I did want to touch on on the Giants is that it seems like there are reports out there that Joe Judge will be back. Right. He is safe, which is just insane to me, especially if they lose out, which is very possible that they do. Like... Uh, just how are you selling people on that? That is insane. I know like they're going to get rid of Gettleman, but like, well, the thing I saw about Gettleman was that they were going to nudge him into retirement. <laughs> like what? What do you need to, what, what why do you need to retire? Fire him. Get, 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 get rid of him. What are you well, doing? They're a classy organization. Jimmy. They don't <laughs> fire people. Uh, Falcons are 49ers. They don't even fire I'm their worth- kicker that, that, that beat his wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, I included the NFC wildcard, uh, competitors for the Eagles. Basically, we're going to keep an eye on that now because that's obviously relevant to the Eagles. So, uh, the Eagles could really use the 49ers losing because they have the tiebreaker and it might be kind of too late. And the Eagles are probably going to really be kicking themselves, especially if they don't make the playoffs for that 49ers loss in mm-hmm. week two. But the 49ers are nine point favorites over the Falcons and 
The 49ers have been playing better recently. I don't like trust them implicitly, but they are playing some good football. And the Falcons are like, I have no idea how they've won what six games this year. They have the worst <laughs> DVOA in the league. They have, yeah. like the fifth worst point differential or whatever. Like, how has this team won six games? They're total trash. I will take the 49ers. I'm curious what teams they've beaten. I'm gonna, eh, I guess I don't have time to look at the up Dolphins. Right now. Oh, you have it. Okay. Uh, the Jets. Um, the, the, they beat the, the Giants Panthers last week. The Panthers, the Saints. The Saints was a good win in terms of like, you know, not like an amazing win, but it was a solid win. Um, but it's a divisional game. And uh, I forget who else. But who are you taking? Yeah. All right. Uh, nine's a big number. I don't like this 49ers team for some reason. But you're right. The, ba- the Falcons are just so bad. I'll, I guess They're I'm terrible. taking the 49ers. All right. Both 49ers. Uh, that brings us to the Vikings game. Vikings are six-point road favorites at the Chicago Bears to take on the incredibly overrated Justin Fields. Um, Kirk Cousins typically plays well, I feel like, against the worst teams mm-hmm. in general. Like, that's something I do trust them to do. So I'm going to take the Vikings here. Uh, I think Fields has been not very promising at all. I mean, like, he's flashed here and there, but, like, he's just not – he's clearly not good right now. And that Bears team as a whole just is not – in a great way. And the Vikings haven't been perfect, but I think they have enough going for them where they're in this playoff race and I think they're going to win. And that's not going to be helpful to the Eagles because the Eagles could really use a Vikings loss or two here down the stretch. Yeah. Dalvin Cook looked really good in their game against uh, the Steelers. And then of course you have Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson uh, combined with Kirk Cousins. It's a really good skill position uh, group for, for that team. Um, that's good enough to bears actually hung around a little bit with the Packers and then ultimately yeah. lost by 15. Um, yeah. I'm surprised actually Matt Nagy didn't get fired this week. Maybe it'll be next week. Instead uh, teams are allowed to hire or begin to interview coaches, uh, potential coaching, whatever uh, earlier this, this year now than they were in previous years. So I expect that to happen sooner than later. I will take the Vikings minus six. Okay. So, uh, that brings us to the Washington football team and the Philadelphia football Eagles, which apparently is taking place on Tuesday or whatever. <laughs> so stupid. Um, I'm going to take the Eagles because why not? I mean, like, there's no guarantee that Washington even gets players back. And even if they do, they haven't been able to practice, right? Um, yeah. So Eagles win and they cover. They win by 20 points, whatever. I, I think they're going to get players back between now and then. And that 9.5 point spread is going to look uh, overly inflated by the time Tuesday comes around. So I'm going to take the I'm gonna, Eagles are going to win, but I'm going to take the football team and those nine and a half points. Well, 11. Oh, 11. I'll, 11. I'll take it. Fine. I'll take the 11 points. <laughs> All right. Well, if I lose that, whatever, like whatever, who cares? That's, that's not even like a real bet because it's this whole thing is a sham. It's a sham. It's a stupid sham of a situation that the Eagles shouldn't be in. It's it's dumb for everyone involved. It's dumb that the Eagles have to be punished. It's dumb that the Eagles, like I know, I know they're not going to be happy about it. I get that, but like. I don't want to see like in the media, oh, we're not happy about it. Like, I want to see you issue a statement that you're not ha- I want you on the record that you're not happy about it. I want you to, you know, like right. like basically play this game in protest. Like not like, oh well, we're really annoyed about it, but we're gonna so- we put on a good No. Like why? Why should you do that? There's no good reason to do that. So you have like good long term standing with Roger Goodell. Like st- no. Come on. Like stand up for yourself for once. 
I, I want to see a statement. I want to see a statement from Jeffrey Lurie that is like, or the team, whatever, that like, if, if it comes to they're playing on this game, like we, like we are doing this, but like we are very much doing this like in protest or, you know, or whatever. Like we are not, like they can't just go along with this and act like it's normal. They can't. If they do that, that is so lame. That is so freaking lame. I, I think uh, we are doing this, but we are doing this in protest. <laughs> they should, they should yeah. put that in like one of their, uh, the, like one of the, the things that they, that they use when they tweet, like like in the little box with the quote. <laughs> we are doing this, but we don't like it, jerks. I mean, they should they should like they should go full force and like threaten not to play or or whatever. Like they need to go hard on this and be like. I mean, I don't know realistically what they can do, but if they just weekly go along with this and just leak out to some reporters that they're upset, which is kind of happening right now, that's not good enough. Well, they should they should also move the Giants game the following week. Like that should be on Monday now instead. (sighs) That's this all. This is a mess. Yeah, but it's just like okay, and then then they're shorthanded against Washington the next week. (sighs) All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, this has been BGN Radio 228. It's a mess of a show. It's probably my, this is one of the least favorite show I think I've ever done. Maybe in all my years of podcasting because it's just a, it's a mess. It's stupid. Um, things are breaking. Like, the updates the early, are yeah, recording. Part of the podcast yeah. is super outdated. Thanks for listening. Sorry for me being a big uh, baby. I guess along the way of all this, I just I just don't I don't love it. I'm stressed out. It'll be fine. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that serious. Uh, any final thoughts, Jimmy? Uh, no, I got to write, man. <laughs> yep. Same. So, um, you know, uh, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon Gout and Jimmy Kemsky on Twitter at Jimmy Kemsky, uh, bleedinggreennation.com for my work, fullyvoice.com for Jimmy's work, which we'll be going to right now. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. P-G-N. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. Here's the truth about AI. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people.